Listen and stream the only talk radio, Freedom 106.5, for the only talk that matter. Once again, it's now 4.30 in the nation's capital. Welcome to Safety Mondays. I'm just awaiting my co-host for this afternoon, Officer Jude Rogers, to hit me up here um, for an interview and for a dialogue to continue. But yeah, uh, that accident took place and uh, two people lost their lives, one critically injured. I'm not sure what's happening with the other individual but let's welcome my dear friend and co-host for the afternoon, Officer Jude Rogers. Good afternoon to you, sir, and welcome once again to Freedom, to the shores of Freedom 106.5. Good afternoon, Davey. Good afternoon. Are you hearing me loud and clear? Yeah, I know hearing you coming through nice and loud, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. The technology, we have to log in and, and early enough to be able to get that, um, everything working well. So I'm glad to be here this afternoon. Um, Trinan Tobago, we have a really, really important topic to discuss this afternoon. Davy, as you know, um, so much happened over the weekend. Yeah, boy. So much has happened over the last couple of weeks. And, and we're just like sitting and looking and we're saying, people are supposed to know how, that we have things changing. The weather patterns are changing mm-hmm. and um, the road conditions are changing. Mm-hmm. And so I'm here this evening to share with um, each member of the public some sort of safety tip that is going to help you to, to just pay attention to the conditions that are, that are totally changed before our very eyes. And the thing about it is, I'm glad you mentioned conditions. It's all part of um, Monday Safety Mondays because yeah. the hurricane season is upon us. Its inception started on the 1st of June, officially. The rainy season is here. The the, the, the um, road conditions from dry to wet, um, not just being wet roads, but also where water will, will, will um, accumulate in various parts, in little water puddles, in various parts yeah. of the road, where one, yeah. a- according to the speed you're coming at, can um, you, know, you, know, you, you will actually feel the, the wheel of the vehicle. Like if it's hovering, Covering, you know, it leaves the it's surface. Called, it's called hydroplaning. 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 That's the correct term. I was, I was looking for it. It's hydroplaning. Right. So the the, the, yeah. the the tire literally leaves the surface of the roadway, and it's now on water. On water. On, yeah. to- on water. So you no longer yeah. have that grip. You no longer have control. You know, my phones are ringing, but we can't take calls as yet. As we get deeper into this conversation, um, according to what we are having here, until the appropriate measures for road safety are put in place, there will be um, no significant change to the the numbers and the figures that we'll give you later on, which, as one survey says, may account for 77% of all road fatalities. That's a very alarming figure. And they say 60% of that, of road fatalities, take place between Friday and Sunday. Now, these are figures coming out from 2018, 2019, and all that kind of thing. You know, but I find 77% out of 100 is very alarming for us. It says something for us as male drivers, you know. Is it that we are are more on the roads (laughs) as opposed to female? Is it that there are more male drivers, so we accumulate the higher? the higher percentage or is it that we are just nonchalant and 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 totally uh disregard the law in terms of road traffic safety and practices you know um so i'm happy that we're going to be going down this road this afternoon um rtas which is short for road traffic accidents the fire services are a major part 
of, a, of, of the responding team that comes in the event of an accident. Let me repeat. Yeah. They are crucial in responding to a road traffic accident. The fire services. Very, very instrumental. So the police officers are there, yes. They will arrive on the scene. Sometimes the ambulance reach. But if the fire officers are not there, there is very little these other two entities can do. I would leave you in the hands of Jude Rogers now. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, I just want to point out one of the main factors in terms or a combination of factors to have safe use of the nation's roadway. And it basically starts, as we know, with one, three factors. We have driver, safe drivers, safe vehicles, and good road conditions. If we were to have all three factors operating at all times, then the outcome of that would be zero to none in terms of road traffic collisions. However, Davy, we mm. have a situation where one or two of these factors are not in place. So there's the possibility that I, the driver, can be driving unsafe, mm -hmm. but my vehicle is safe, mm -hmm. or I have a good road condition, and it's still going to end up with a, a possibility of a collision. Then you can have this situation where I'm I'm driving safely. I am none the wiser, Davy. I am driving safely. But my vehicle is defective. My tires are defective. My indicators are defective. And I want and that's the point that I want to home in more than anyone today. And I may have good roads. Mm. I may have roads that have proper surface, enough grip on the roadway. We may have good driving uh, weather conditions. We, have, we may have good signage on the road. And yet still, if the, the vehicle is defective, you're going to have a collision. And the last option that we have is safe driver, safe vehicle, but you have bad road condition. And mm. of course, you know, we, we love to, to, to raise the point that there are potholes, there are, you know, we didn't, see, we didn't see the signage. There was nothing to alert you that there was a major curb or corner and all these other factors. And so, ladies and gentlemen, it takes a certain level of attentiveness and awareness. Davy, I want to bring this last factor. You see, we're dry. And to me, based on one, based on what we observe in the fire, fire service, mm. you see the driver and the driver culpability. That is one of the main things. Human error, Davy. Mm. You see, human error when it comes to road safety. That is one of the the major issues. We've had people, Davy, as you know. Human error can come from the form of drinking and driving. Right. Human error can come from but not paying attention because you're on your phone. Human error could come from a person being distracted and driving. Human error could come from a person driving and they're sleepy. And that's the one you can't fight, Dave. You can fight all kind of things. Yeah, boy. You're fighting road and you're sleepy. <laughs> I don't care what it is. Davy, we've lost fire officers on the road as well we've lost members of the ministry of national security other colleagues that i have i've had colleagues that have been working on on you know when you have the, the you have police officers who are working on the road to ensure that we fix a certain section of the road and they'll have those officers there to direct traffic yes i know police officers who have been involved in people being non-attentive and drive into them and knock them down while they're trying to help the road the people who fix in the road, they're there to help those persons not to be injured, 
they themselves have become victims of persons who are not paying attention. I want to point out one other thing. Ladies and gentlemen, when you are right, driving at a particular speed, you have to take into consideration that you have to slow down a vehicle. What if you were to encounter an accident on the road? And I'm going to tell you how the fire service prepares our officers so that when we are dealing with an accident, we don't want to become a victim of an accident while we are dealing with an accident. And that has happened to us on a couple of occasions where drivers coming down the road 3, 4 a.m. in the morning, we're dealing with one accident, Davy, mm. and a driver drives through our barricades, our cones, and we place cones sometimes two, three hundred meters down the road with reflective reflection on them to allow you to know that this is a fire service dealing with something. We wear the reflective jacket, baby. We wear the full kit. I want to, I want to, baby can see because David, David's basically be like in studio. We wear the reflective jacket. We wear the reflective helmet, baby. You know why? Because we want people to see. The officer at 3 a.m. in the morning when it is dark. I have had officers who have been involved in accidents because drivers are driving unaware, either tired, sleepy, drunk, not paying attention on the phone, and have come into contact with fire service vehicles while we are while we are trying to save the life of someone else who was injured. That's a major point that I want to bring. I want to protect the lives of all officers, but I also want to protect the lives of the, the members of the public because we're out there putting our life on the line to protect members of the public. And we are persons who come in and they're seeing other vehicles slowing down. They're seeing brake lights and they're still rushing in because they have to get to where they need to go. I don't mean to be so heavy on the public this, this evening, Davey. But sometimes it really gets to you when you realize people don't care. Everybody else focus on what's going on ahead. They, they see the, the fire service lights, they see the, um, the red lights, they slow down, they understand that the fire service has worked. But somebody finds they shouldn't be waiting and have to get through. So I want to answer some questions today. Why does the fire service block the entire roadway when we are dealing with a, a road traffic accident? Why is the fire service sometimes narrowing down the, the point of, of, of exit to only one lane? Why does the fire service have to take up so much room on the roadway to deal with a road traffic accident? Is it because we just want to block the road, Davy? Or is there a standard operating procedure which allows us to protect ourselves first and to make that roadway safe for us? to utilize the roadway to protect the person who is now injured and we're trying to get them out of the vehicle. We have to use the jaws of life. And you think about a vehicle driving straight through our accident zone, what will happen? Hmm. We will have multiple casualties. So I, I, I know members of the public are easy to bear on this, but let me just bring some critical information to you quickly. And David, you can bear in on this if you want to, you can bring it because I saw, I know many times you're driving down the road and you see fire service at work and you want to know, well, why why only one lane why don't get they can work on one lane why don't give the, the other two lanes to ourselves yes. why they taking two lanes why they taking all three mm -hmm. because sometimes we need to we need to get from one end davy to mm. the other end and it means therefore that we need to block the road for, for a period of time and then we allow the, the road to get gain access again when we have dealt with the matter safely we don't do that to block the roadway to limit you from getting to where you need to go. Mm. But if it is that we don't park the vehicle, and I'll tell you a little trick that we have, Davey, 
a little, a little answer. So I'll try to teach you a little bit about the road, the safety of the fire officers. Whenever you see a fire truck going on an emergency call, mm. the fire officers will block half of the lane or they will block the entire lane. They'll park the vehicle between the traffic and the vehicle that we are working on or the persons that we are working on. So if a member of the public were to breach our barricade, which has happened in the past, mm. the vehicle will run into the whole fire truck and it will not run into the accident that is ahead. Protecting officers from collision and also protecting the casualty who we are trying to extricate from the vehicle that is currently involved in the accident. Mm. Persons are sometimes strewn on the ground. We have oil slicks that is on the ground. We have vehicle parts that are still on the ground. And the fire service has to take their time and remove those pieces of out of the way. Sometimes we have to provide, we have to allow the police to take the necessary measurements. So even the police officers are being protected by the fire officers by putting the vehicle, our large truck. You know, the truck is very big, Davy. Yes. It's a big truck. Mm -hmm. It can take up half almost the whole road. So we park in what's called the fend-off position, putting a barricade of an entire fire truck between the, the oncoming traffic and also the, the emergency scene that we are now dealing with. So I, I know members of the public wanted to, sometimes they want to know, well, why, why, why the fire service blocking the road for so long? Why do we have to sit in traffic for so long? And, and, and of course, Davy, you know the other thing that causes the traffic is the macro traffic. That but, comes on the next lane. Well, you know that. And macro traffic could cause accidents too. That is it. When you are paying attention to the to the opposite lane, you're not paying attention to the person in front of you. I have seen vehicles come into contact with the persons in front of them, even running off the road because they are macroing traffic. That's that's a point I want to leave with you right, right David. The thing about it is. I am now being told that the occupants of the the, the B14 the B, or the B13, I think it was, or B15 or whatever it was, all three died. Yeah. All three died. Yeah. And that information is now reaching me here via WhatsApp. So it's alleged at the moment that all three occupants, I know two died on the scene, one was critically injured, but I'm now getting word reaching me in studio that all three has passed away in uh five rivers junction uh early sunday morning yesterday morning they had to protect myself because out here is it's serious as a fire officer we have to do what we have to do to protect ourselves and, and members of the public mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. the fact of the matter is we're asking drivers let's first of all recognize one thing tell me the right the, the dry season is done it's finished many of us have not been able to change our tires not to, to look at our tires or to even do anything in terms of checking our vehicle. Vehicle check and maintenance, Davy. Mm -hmm. Number one of the number one reasons. Mm -hmm. Vehicle check and maintenance. Right? Mm -hmm. So the point about it is dry season has is, is literally it, it it went so fast. It should have been at the end of this month. So we're about 30 days ahead of schedule in terms of the end of the dry season. Mm -hmm. So we not read some of us have not transitioned. Maybe sometimes you have um you notice that when in vehicle maintenance you have to rotate your tires. Yes. Meaning yes. if you have a deeper tire tread and you have to check the, 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 the depth the, the depth of the treading on your tires, the front tires, most of the vehicles are front wheel drive. Yes. And so if you if you if you really want to have traction, you would want to 
look at changing the front tires but also the back tires are important because they still need traction with your back tires as well so some Very of true. us may need to, to, to take notice of that and we may need to go back and check our vehicles daily check the stability of your of your ends check your brakes is your brakes working properly when last year check it right so a lot of people are using the roadway but they are not doing the prerequisite vehicle maintenance so i just want members of the public members of the public this evening if there's one thing the fire service wants you to know that the dry season has ended the rainy season is here weather conditions and weather patterns david you saw how much rain was dumped onto the roadway and i want to say this to members of the public it's not it's not a wise thing to watch a major puddle of water and to actually drive through it some people do that davy not knowing that their vehicle can hydroplane and so we want to encourage members of the public if you're driving along the roadway you should and you're following a, another vehicle one the vehicle in front of you displaces water with their tires normally if you drive directly behind that vehicle at a safe distance you will have the benefit of the water that has already been displaced by the vehicle in front of you Mm. definitely most of the times certain corner portions of the roadway on corners or on certain areas and along the highway along the roadway there are puddles do not drive directly into those puddles the possibility is at a certain speed you can lose control mm. i'm asking drivers to slow down a little bit you're accustomed driving at 100 when the rain start to fall bring it down a little bit bring it down to a, 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 a point where you could control the vehicle it is better to arrive in one piece than to try to get there in a shorter time and not arrive mm. at all mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i hear that i hear that um some of the encounters that you all get when you hit an rta outside of the the the, the, the dangers of the uh, oncoming motorists what about what you all face when you have to you know rescue persons you know, I, I want persons to get a graphic image in their minds as to some of the things that you face, um, that your officers face when they go out there on RT and they have to use the jaws of life and various apparatus to free victims. Uh, David, um, it's, it's a very challenging thing. Fire officers have to train using that equipment well enough to be able to understand the dynamics of how that jaws of life works. And so we, we go through training with it, we, we practice, we give places different rules and specific rules that they have to, 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 to take to be able to make everything safe. So at the end of the day, one of the first things we do is to make sure that the vehicle that we're working on is anchored in some form or fashion. You don't want to be cutting someone out of a vehicle and then the vehicle begins to move. <laughs> you understand? So we are going to make sure that that vehicle is anchored and it's made safe. Yes, persons are, are trapped in the vehicle, but in our haste to rescue those persons, we want to make sure that that vehicle does not have a further roll or that vehicle doesn't go down a cliff or that vehicle is not still in some form engaged the engine being engaged so also we want to reduce the risk of a fire as a result of an rta so one one of the main things that you see fire officers do is to remove the the battery pole we remove the battery pole and get that out of the way so meaning we try to access the battery because the battery is a source of ignition. It's a source of heat. And many a times batteries and, and, and there, there is heat. And with the ignition source of the battery, you need to get that out of the way. So you'll always see fire officers go to the hood, 
make sure that we remove the battery poles so we've killed all of the electrical power to the vehicle that is being uh, worked on eliminating the possibility of a fire we anchor the vehicle even if we have to anchor the vehicle to the fire truck or we anchor the vehicle to a tree we, we basically strap down that vehicle in such a way that the vehicle cannot have a role and we are then able to begin to use the jaws of life to expand the vehicle some cases we have to open that vehicle up literally push pieces of metal apart to free people's legs hmm. to free people's torso their body different parts of the of, of you that may be stuck because the vehicle begins when an accident um there is a crumpling that takes place the way a vehicle is designed is designed to crumple in certain zones we will also make certain cuts david we will make certain cuts along certain parts so you might see we will cut an area such as the the door post you understand we cut out that and then we're able to lift the entire hood so we cut the two door posts and we're able to lift the entire hood and now we have access to the, the passenger area within the vehicle Davy, as fire officers i want to let you know members of the public one of the key things i want to let you know in your haste in your good samaritan haste to free someone from an, an a, a vehicle that is involved in an accident you do not know, one, the type of injury that that person may have incurred. You would really want to have some form of emergency medical training, whether it's first responder, EMT, or you are a medical doctor, before you try to extricate or, as they say, pull somebody out of a car. David, persons have been injured as a result of that. You can cause somebody spinal injury permanent spinal injury you can cause somebody to end up being crippled as a result of pulling them out of a vehicle now obviously if some if you saw signs that a vehicle can explode by all means at that point in time the person's life is more important i would say pull them out of the vehicle but you will never see fire officers just ripping or pulling somebody out of a vehicle we are going to communicate with the casualty if the person is if, if the person is uh, conscious and we are going to always protect what is called DVD. Look at me, DVD, C spine. Which is so here. here. They see mm. the neck I'll and the and, 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 and your spinal column. Right. We you, want you see, you see to protect that. that. That is correct. Because you don't want in the process of, of, of removing someone that you cause damage to the spinal cord. Because then that person may not ever walk again. So there's so many factors that they have. So you see fire officers and say, but why are you pulling the person out of the vehicle? Why are you taking so long? Why are you or she taking so long? We are making sure that when we do it, we do it in a manner that protects the person's C-spine. First thing first, you'll see us put the neck brace on. Yes. Then you'll see us immobilize the person's back or the person's spine. Mm -hmm. We may use what's, what's called, uh, we may use our stretcher and we will strap that person down and secure that person properly. So there's so many factors to consider daily. All right. So I just want members of the public to bear that in mind. In your eagerness to assist, always take into consideration that how you turn, how you manage that casualty can cause that person permanent spinal injury. That's a serious consideration. As it relates to, to vehicles, um, to persons being on the road, with where fatigue plays a, a major role i mean what would be your advice because we, we did say that there are a lot of things that you can you can literally deal with you can fight it off you can do things but when it comes to sleep and driving 
sleep is a man unto itself, you know. They say sleep yeah. is a there is no, sometimes all it needs is for you to pull in a safe area, which I would recommend a police station and catch on up. There's no shame. There is no shame in yeah. pulling up by a police station, going and speaking to the officers and saying, Listen, I'm a bit tired. I work a double shift. I just need I a nap. Hard, and I just need a rest. Can I park in front? Can I park at the side of the station where I know it's safe? I'm in the vehicle. You all can always pass and check on me. I'm right here. And, I'm yeah. a law abiding citizen. And take a Nothing nap. is wrong with that. You, you, you might even want to pass by a fire station and do that. Yeah. Give you a little pass, baby. Because the, we, we, are, we are in all areas, all of the built up areas, we're in those zones. And so we're asking members of the public, and they, we, and we take these chances. We take these chances with our lives. But think about taking that chances with your loved one in the car, Davey. Mm. Think about taking that chance with your loved one in the car. When we come back, I'm going to talk about things like how people overtake on the roadway as well, David. That's a serious issue. Eh? Hmm. Some people don't understand. And that's why I would recommend for anybody, especially young people, a defensive driving course. Those are some of the tools that will teach you some of the techniques that you use to ensure that you know how to drive at night safely. Because night driving, Davy, and daylight driving, two, two different, different things. Two different kettle of fish. All right. Very, Thank very serious. All right. So we're four minutes and some seconds away from the news. That's coming up in a little bit. Stick and stay. The overdrive will continue. Safety Mondays, right after this. Talk is streaming at freedom106.5.com. Welcome back to the Tobago. Seven minutes after five o'clock. We're inside Safety Mondays here with Officer Jude Rogers, my good self, Davy Murray, in your company. We have about 20 minutes again to go with you guys. At 5.30, we conclude Safety Mondays. And we're talking RTAs, road traffic accidents, the safeties on the roadways, what some of the fire officers have to go through and endure, and how you can assist them with keeping the RTAs to zero. We don't even want to say, well, look, keep it to a minimum. We prefer not have yeah. any at all. Good afternoon again, Jude. Right. So, members of the public, pleasant good afternoon to you as well. While I was sitting in the break, Davy, I was thinking about a situation that I noticed happens a lot to persons. Persons' vehicle may, for some reason, stall, and they may now have to try to figure out how they're going to navigate and make their vehicle safe. So, imagine you're going down the road, Davy, on the highway, and your vehicle you start to get a loss of power or, or something happened, a tire is now blown out or whatever the case may be. Mm. We have to realize that the, the traffic behind you is not aware of what is taking place with you. Most of the time, the traffic of that is behind you is, is determining to go in the direction they want to go in. So one, quickly put on your hazard lights. Try your best to navigate your vehicle to the left lane or to the extreme left where there may be an emergency lane that you can stop in safely. Mm -hmm. Try to have someone as a lookout so that oncoming traffic that is coming from the back of your vehicle, that person can try to direct that tra traffic away. Most of the times we are not in a position to do so. We may not have anything reflective. Definitely do not place yourself between the oncoming traffic and your vehicle as there may be a possibility that if someone does not see you they can have a collision pinning you between your vehicle and that traffic can run into you directly mm -hmm. i am saying you should dial 990 or 999 for the police to seek assistance especially when you're on a lonely roadway where you may not have another driver or other persons who may assist and of course Roadside assistance has always proven to be very helpful in our modern age. 
So I am asking persons, you can always consider the addition of roadside assistance to whatever insurance package you may be having, or to add that to your vehicle. The cost of roadside assistance is a fraction of the cost compared to having to, to actually pay the full price. So you pay upfront and you have the ability to have persons who have the necessary tools and equipment to assist you whenever you are your vehicle is broken down. Because David, the reality of it is that uh, something can happen with any one of our vehicles. It could be electrical, it could be a sensor, and you see persons on the side of the roadway. Mm. But many of the times, they're not taking the time to place the entire vehicle off the roadway. Now, if it is that the vehicle shuts down on you and you can't push the vehicle, then you have problems. But I am not even suggesting you try to push a vehicle across the lanes of a highway. You're definitely going to need assistance, but try your best to not have your vehicle as an obstacle in the entire roadway. And if it is that you're not able to move that vehicle to the side, I'm asking that you remove yourself. Make sure you leave your hazard lights on, but definitely do not, do not come out of the vehicle and go to the back of the vehicle where oncoming traffic can run directly into you. All right. I just thought that I would mention that because a lot of persons get themselves into that difficulty and they seem to be none the wiser. Some people pull to the right lane daily mm. on a fast lane. If you pull on the fast lane, you're going to end up in a lot of trouble because that oncoming traffic sometimes does not recognize that you are there. And then you see vehicles having to swerve on the fast lane to get away from somebody who is on that inner lane. But I know that there will be times when persons will not be able to navigate their vehicle all the way to the left. So that's why I'm saying being attentive and being able to notice when something goes wrong allows you to take the necessary action as quickly as possible. I just thought that I would mention that before we take calls, baby. Oh, I, know, I know people would be eager to get in on the program to talk about some of the issues that we're having. Um, we may have persons who want to text. So I don't know if you want to give them the number again so they could call in. All right, so you can reach us. You can reach us at 627-3223-625-2257 or send a WhatsApp to 306-1065. Somebody says, um, Officer and Davey, good afternoon. Great program as usual. Can you share some insight as to the um, defense driving? Right. Okay, so there are a number of defensive driving schools. Some of them are attached to insurance companies. Um, I'm sure if we were to just... Um, or we can also... I want to make a plug for the, 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 the organization in NGO called Arrive Alive. A lot of the statistics that we got here today would have been derived from their website. They actually pay attention to the statistics, Davy, And they also pay attention to the mechanism of how accidents occur. And so, again, they would have identified through their website, they would have identified that driver safety, vehicle safety, and road safety are the three pillars that you want to have. And you definitely want to ensure that you focus on you, the driver, and the steps that you can take to ensure that you follow the motor vehicle laws. So one of the key things, um, caller or, or the person who messages us, is that you can actually sign up for a defensive driving course. And it's not that expensive, Davy. All right. I think some of those costs can take. Um, it could be a whole day course mm. or over it's, it's two day actually, period. It's actually a whole day course, as far as I remember. Right. That's it's a right. one day thing. Yeah. So you're out for the yeah. day, and you know you handle your scenes and get. And they your... give you they give you certain scenarios that will allow you now to understand what you should do, and they teach you the dynamics and the, and the science between a vehicle and how long it takes for a vehicle to slow down. You know what that does to you, Davy? It makes you now mentally you are prepared now 
to not go um, so close to the vehicle in front of you because now you realize that the braking mechanism and how quickly you can stop a vehicle has a certain amount of science involved in it and so you would want to give yourself two three even 17 they say 17 meters from the vehicle in front of you right so you would only loan those things in a defensive driving course um driving at night defensive driving course gives you a lot of safety tips for overtaking especially in the night with on the oncoming lights they tell you if you've seen a lot of red lights up in front you definitely don't want to overtake because it means that everybody is slowing down and so these are simple what we call common sense tips that you will get when you do a defensive driving course I'm not saying doing a defensive driving course will make you perfect, but it's certainly going to give yeah. you some safety tips as a driver. By no stretch um, of the imagination would driving with doing a safety course make you perfect. It will definitely give you a yeah. better awareness. Um, because even when you're uh, fixating your mirrors to the side, your wing mirrors, you know some people just like to fix yeah. the mirrors in order to see the side of the car. Yeah. And watch your paint okay. job. You know, so yeah. I like how the paint looking. So I drive in and I saw one woman driver, her her side mirror was fixed to see, for her to look. When she looked to the side, she see herself. So wow. yeah, wow. she's not even seeing wow. the traffic or she's seeing herself in the uh in the wing mirror. Somebody says, How right, dangerous so is other, that? So, so some other safety tips I wanna give, um, Davy. Um how can you assist with them responding to uh, uh, an emergency that is an RTA? One, fire service, by law, we are given the middle lane. So you will see fire officers or fire trucks when they are approaching our fire appliances. They will come down the middle of the highway. And you, as the driver, they give you the room now to disperse onto the side. So you use the emergency lane on the left and you use that little space that you have between the median and the and the road and you create enough of a space for the fire trucks to come down or the emergency vehicles to come through the middle that is the designated lane for emergency response vehicles not the shoulder so whenever you're trying to if you are driving and you notice a fire truck or a fire ambulance or an ambulance behind you do not pull to the middle and give them the shoulder pull to the left pull to your right and give them the middle lane so that they can use that lane to access that emergency as quickly as they can. That is the standard operating procedure for all emergency response vehicles in the country. And I dare say that's the standard operating procedure for emergency response vehicles around the world. Mm -hmm. I know that in New York and certain places there's actually a fire lane and you're not allowed to use that during traffic period. So, so we have difficulty getting to certain calls because of traffic and we are asking drivers, do, if you hear the fire siren, do not just stop immediately where you are. That is not what it's supposed to do. You're supposed to continue at a particular speed while you navigate to the left or to the right. Davey, many a times when we're going on calls, the person in front of us, when they hear the siren, they freeze. And what they do, they end up blocking the fire service vehicle from being able to go forward and get to the call. And if you stop, it means we need to stop too. But if you slow, if you continue to slowly pull to the side, it creates the space necessary for us to get to the call. So that, that's one of the major tips that I want members of the public to know. Um, also, when you see fire officers in their full gear directing you, or if you notice the fire um, beacons, it means that there's an emergency ahead. Especially when we've gone past you, sometimes we drive so quickly, we drive past these, these drivers, so mm -hmm. they know that the fire service is going to a call. 
you should begin to slow your your vehicle down being on a lookout for whatever emergency the fire service may be attending to and so you, if if it is that the accident is on in on the median we will try to create a lane to the extreme left for you if the if the accident is on the left we will try to create a lane on the right but we will only allow you to do so if the road itself is safe to drive on somebody says i would that we only have if, if you're on a two-lane road what is the middle lane for a two-lane road right so um definitely in that situation what we want both drivers will try to you'll have drivers that are coming on on your right coming towards you mm-hmm. and you have drivers that are leaving on your left going in their direction we're asking you to safely find a way to get to the curb um david the width of most roads leave a little it has more space for the width of a vehicle but if both drivers were to pull to the extreme left their left mm-hmm. there would be enough space for the emergency vehicles to pass so again try your best some roads are entering that are very thin or very small others are much wider if you have a wider road get to the you doing your part once you pull to the side baby and you pull to the extreme left but definitely don't stay in traffic and say well i can't i can't move or they jump over me you know that type of we want person to be mindful because sometimes baby the emergency that we're going on may be somebody that's related to you and you're preventing them know. Never i know. wouldn't want to be the obstacle to someone something so that i wanted to also mention the members of the public persons who uh, belong to the fire service and persons who belong to the police service pers- our, our protective um, agencies mm-hmm. we, we even though we, we may be considered the, uh, the heroes sometimes yes. we too are susceptible to accidents I want to mention just uh, just last week Friday we would have had a, a mourn the death of a fire officer and, and also his wife who was not a fire officer in Tobago and they were part of a, the horrific accident that occurred in Tobago. So we are not immune, Davy. Just like I said, I have members of the police service, my good colleagues in the police service, who protect us as fire officers while we are doing our duties. And they have been involved in accidents while trying to protect us. So my heart goes out to them as well. And my heart goes out to the, the, the loss that the families of the the fire officers in Tobago. I want to just raise that. And also, even I, I take no pleasure in even the deaths that occurred in Five Rivers. Mm. And even there was a death in McBean. I don't know if you know about the one in McBean. Yes, a, a young lady was sitting in the back seat of a vehicle and the vehicle came into contact with a truck. That's this weekend here. Wow. There's, a lot of, there's a lot of situations that are taking place that we may not be aware of. So, ladies and gentlemen, our situational awareness. I'll tell you something else. If you're going to take public transport, Mm -hmm. do you know you have the right to take a look and do a little inspection of the the person's vehicles before you sit in the person's vehicle? And and if and Davy, when if I'm traveling with a taxi, I will take a little walk around. I look in. I walk in to see if the the tires bald. I look in to see because Davy sometimes the tires on the vehicles are. The, the, the terrible, the deplorable. It's and true. As we as we are now in the in the rainy season, it is important that we pay attention to these things. Don't just jump into a maxi. Don't just jump into a taxi. Take a look at these things because your life could depend on it. So I just want people to be aware of that. 
I like that point that you made about taking your time to look at the taxi and and verify because most people the, the way the life is is, is is now is a hustle and a bustle it's, it's just a move you know we gotta get you from point to go a. Now. Yeah. You just need to go now so you don't take that time to look at the at the um whether the vehicle that you're entering is roadworthy because you're playing with your life you know your life yeah. is involved now when it comes to your experience out there um one texter is now saying very very good point um when it comes to to being out there and guiding motorists um you we talked several minutes on the fact that when you put on the cones it's all about the safety but let us seriously talk to the drivers now what can we um ask our drivers to do but hold that thought hello good afternoon hi jb how are you i'm good Maybe I'm glad that you all are speaking. This is an interesting and very nice topic. Um, I just passed this before the flyover here in Carney, and yeah. there's some debris on the road. Apparently, a truck who, who has retread tires on it, flake out the tires, and all kind of things on the road. And those things can become hazardous to the driver. And I don't know why they, they continue to do these things. There are tires. That don't do those things. Please stop the retreat. You're damaging a car because I saw a vehicle pulled to the side and apparently looking at this vehicle because I don't know if you may have made contact with that robber. It may have damaged the car or whatever. Mm. Who's responsible for that? You know? And then another thing I want to add, Davey, is that um, I, I was driving, heading to, to, to work a morning and uh, uh, we go head in the opposite direction. In the vicinity of the cremation site in Paraty, uh, pulled away from a bottle and I almost died. So these are the yeah. things that are very scary because what am I doing yeah. now is a two lane, a dual carriage, one going one way, one going the other way. And he just pulled away and he came and mismatched me up there. So we, we, you're watching the vehicle, you're watching this, you're watching that. Yes, some people vehicle thing, but there are vehicles that are in, that is a new vehicle I have. And when he goes on and behave, he killed me in the process. What happened? Who is responsible? And that is our problem within this country. We are so mindful. Thanks so much, David. I appreciate that, Jude. Yeah, very, very good point by the caller. Caller, I want to thank you for your comments. And, 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 and you're absolutely right. There are also situations where you have a lot of trucks that are carrying um, gravel and you know sometimes the, the stone, if the load on those trucks have to be covered properly. Sometimes you may have a ready mixed truck or I don't want to use up any particular brand, but you may have a, a mixed concrete and some of the, the gravel load will get onto the roadway. When a vehicle tire comes into contact with that baby, it's easy to pick up a skid. I'm saying if you encounter that, you are you are it is definitely possible to call 990 and that's why the fire service is here call 990 and report incidents such as that to our um operators and once that is something that is going to cause harm to we have to investigate it we have to go and check it out davy and what we will do we will try to flush that gravel off of the road using the the, 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 the hose and wash that area down um you know even debris such as the tires and so forth that remain sometimes the tire really bursts out and it leaves uh, um, debris on the road and this is why we attend to to most road traffic accidents because as a result of road traffic accidents sometimes you have 
the engine compartment being um, having some sort of destruction mm. and oil remains on the road. You may not see it, Davy, but we now have to come and we will use some absorbents and we will also use some types of detergent and we literally, you ever see a fire officer scrubbing the road, Davy? Yeah. We literally scrub the road to make sure that there is no slick or residue that can cause uh, the other vehicles that are now coming, passing. When we leave, it should be that that roadway is now safe for persons to travel. Stuff. So, caller, I really appreciate what you're saying. And my admonition to you and other callers would be to dial 990 and call the fire service and make a report of unsafe road conditions, whether it's an obstacle in the road, you don't have the equipment to stop and move something from the road. The fire service has the right size of vehicle and equipment and reflective gear, safety gear, PPE to do so. Call us. It's our duty and our job to do that. Interesting. I'm happy that you said that because I was not going to ask you what is the um the functions when it comes to the RTA because I saw on a video in Fire Rivers uh, that um fatal road traffic accident that took yeah. place. Yeah. The fire officers were sweeping the road with a broom literally literally so and we we have to clean up all of the debris but also davy one of the issues too we're going to make an area sometimes because there's traffic we try to allow at least uh, a, a one lane flow so you'll see the officers cleaning the area that is not forming part of the evidence of that particular scene and so sometimes you see us lock down a particular area together with the police is because that's an active investigation scene and we need to do measurements we need to protect the officers who are working in there to determine the cause of some of these incidents mm. but we're still going to try to create us a lane that will at least alleviate the, the the traffic as a result of an accident so that's why the officers will clean an area wash down the area use a particular type of detergent on the on the roadway and we allow together with the police we allow drivers to continue upon their journey Sometimes persons have to bear with the members of the Trinidad Tobago Fire Service because we're doing the job that is necessary at that point in time. I don't think you anybody have, have any have any 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 hiccups or hang-ups with you guys coming out there and executing your job. I I, I don't even see it as a distract uh, a disturbance. You know, a guard are trying to go here and the fire officers out here and they're disturbing me. I can't. Try. I think a lot of persons from the time they see the fire trucks, they recognize the severity of the incident, and then the macro in starts. Yeah, David, I just want to touch on one thing before we close up. Friday to Sunday is noted as the high peak for road traffic accidents. Why is that? What is it about Friday to Sunday that makes it such a dangerous time to be on the roadway? What happens on a Friday evening after a hard day work, David? Well, is is a watering hole. All right. All right. And while we're water, while we're getting the necessary um, libation or whatever form of beverage that you may so choose, we must recognize that there are laws within our country which limit the amount of alcohol that one can partake in and still get behind the wheel to come on there or to drive a vehicle. And some of us don't know our limits, Davy. If at the end of this session. At the end of our session today, I can get one message across. And I know my friends at Arrive Alive will be will be singing the praises of the fire service today. Is please, please do not overdo it where drinking and driving is concerned, where being sleepy and driving is concerned, and go onto the nation roadway. And hear what? 
sometimes the person who gets involved is not you, but you end up causing another person's life. Maybe I can give you countless incidents that I personally have been on where the driver who caused the death of someone else did not die. We were able to rescue that person and they are concerned about their vehicle, they are concerned about their money, their possessions, not the life of the person that they just caused to be involved in the accident. We must be our brother's keeper. You will always hear me say that, Davey. If as a nation we cannot look out for one another, something is wrong. Let's be our brother's keeper and let's be road safe as well. It's our responsibility and it's our duty. Keep your vehicle safe, keep you and look out for poor road conditions and avoid them. Thank you very much. Glad to have you as usual. That is a wrap for us here at Safety Mondays. Jude, we will pick up next week, Monday, in another edition of Safety Mondays. You, sir, be safe. Yeah, Thank man. you very much. All Appreciate right. it. Talk, talk, talk is streaming at freedom106.5.com.